and a very warm welcome to you, my dear listener, to today's edition of New Life. Coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you, and I am your host, Monica Kamukwa. It's a joy to have you tuned in. Starting off the show for us today is Emmanuel Sane, who will be telling us more about depression in the health segment. Then later on, Ian Muse will be joining us in the Bible segment to tell us more on total victory over sin. But that is after we get the song Nimarangapi by Masalio Echoes. Stay tuned. Oh, 
You are listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Emmanuel Sande now joins us with more on depression in the health segment. Stay tuned and be on the loop. Hello and welcome to our health programs. In our program today, we're going to talk about depression. It's clear that the relation that exists between the mind and the body is very intimate. When one is affected, the other sympathizes. Many of the diseases from which men suffer are the result of mental depression tending to break down the life forces and to invite decay and death. Husbands and wives can shut the door against much disease in their spouses by kind, cheerful, encouraging words. Some of the causes of depression are too much leisure, jealousy, grief, anxiety, discontent, remorse, guilt, distrust, factors operative from outside oneself and being unappreciated, lack of religion, overwork, fault-finding, criticism, threat of future events, simulating amusements, and a cold chilling reserve from one's associates, 
may also lead to depression. Depression can be treated by not having an unyielding disposition and using strict regularity for meals. Individuals who sleep poorly and have poorly defined circadian rhythms have more mental illness than other normal people. Eskimos have more mental illness than other nationals. Be regular in bedtime, arising time, elimination, study periods, exercise, etc. Regularity in all things is essential. Persons suffering from depression will often improve dramatically by simply going to bed two hours earlier. Also, guard against overeating or undereating. A depression settles on the mind after too much food. Have a calming diet. No stimulating or irritating foods such as pepper, spices, vinegar pickles, mayonnaise, catsup, mustard, fermented foods such as cheese and say sauce, unripe or spoiled foods, very hot or cold foods. Coffee, tea, colors and chocolate are very notorious causes of depression. The behavioral effects of coffee result from blockage of brain opioids, which work both as pain fillers and mood elevators. Limit all concentrate foods, anything other than fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Take plenty of raw fruits and vegetables. Take some nuts, but be sparing. Eliminate cane sugar, honey, or any foods to which one is sensitive while the depression lasts. It has been observed for years that individuals with blood sugar problems either too high or too low, are often difficult to work with and have void mood swings. In the metabolism of sugar in the body, B vitamins are used up. As the blood sugar level rises, whether in reactive hypoglycemia, diabetes, or from eating largely of refined carbohydrates, B vitamins are removed from the body stores to help metabolize the elevated blood sugar. Depression can result. Use skin stimulation with a stiff brush before the daily cool shower. Begin brushing at the fingertips in long, slow strokes or circular strokes working up to the shoulders. Go gently over tender areas or skin blemishes. Take sun baths daily, weather permitting. Do deep breathing exercises as often as you can remember to do so. Take a brisk walk. Head up, face cheerful, correct breathing, good posture, walking in nature an hour or more each day. Push forward in a graduated exercise program. Gardening is the most ideal outdoor exercise. Allow the mind to dwell on the hundreds of items you can see that come from the Creator's hand to comfort you in trial. Lab tests may reveal a physical problem. Blood sugar, blood urea nitrogen, BUN, hematocrite, HCT, and thyroid function test T4 may be helpful. Control talking carefully, not too much, not too little, only about cheerful subjects, not about self or a single subject. A rejoicing heart does good like a medicine. That's Proverbs 17 verse 22. Develop a program of guided Bible study and prayer daily. Learn to control the thoughts and to dwell on heavenly themes. Control sexuality. Many have no extra strength to lose in this direction. Teenagers in farm. Works of charity have a marvelous effect on gloomy spirits. Give a back rub to a weary shutting or your spouse. Help the needy. Lastly, a wet sheet pack or tepid bath for an hour or two can do wonders. Thank you for tuning in and may the Lord bless you in a mighty way. Are you just joining us? This is the New Life Program with me, Monica Kamokwa, coming to you live from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. You haven't missed a lot as we still have more coming up. 
Your feedback is always welcome and you can drop your comments, suggestions or questions through the producer Adventist World Radio PO Box 42276 code 00100 Nairobi Kenya or email us at awrnairobi@eku.adventist.org. Now that that is off the way, let's get the song Ikoapi by Masalio Echoes. You are listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Don't change the channel. My dear listener, thanks for choosing our station. We are because you are. Right about now, Ian Mose joins us for the Bible segment with more on total victory over sin. Be blessed. Greetings, dear listener, and welcome to our study today. The topic of our study is obtaining total victory over sin. It is based on the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. I am your presenter, Ian Muse, and welcome. Forgiveness and conversion are largely accomplished for us and in us by the power of God in response to our faith alone, while sanctification demands strong effort in addition to our faith. It is entirely possible. For that reason, I want to share the greatest secret I ever learned about living the Christian life. How does one turn away from sins that are rooted in strong physical or psychological addiction? What about smoking, alcoholism, and drugs? 
total victory over sin has been promised through scores of Bible texts. But four of them will suffice to bring deliverance to everyone who will claim them in faith. May I address you personally about your besetting weakness, problem, or addiction? The simple, practical steps you are about to learn could make the difference between life and death in your future. Let nothing divert you from this biblical formula that is guaranteed to break any chain or habit in your life that you are willing to relinquish. The first text contains a most important principle about victory over sin. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 May this glorious truth grip your mind. Victory is a gift. It is not something you can earn or deserve. Neither is it bestowed as a reward for hard effort and struggle. It is freely granted to those who ask for it in the right way. But you may inquire what is the right way to ask God for this gift. The answer is contained in just one word. Faith. Jesus said, According to your faith, so be it unto you. Everything promised in the Bible is yours for the asking, but you must believe in it in order to receive it. Now let's illustrate that principle by moving to the second text. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Matthew chapter 7 verse 11. Notice that this verse is also talking about asking for gifts, and the previous text told us that the gift is victory over sin. From these words of Jesus, we learn that his Father is more willing and eager to give us the good things we ask for than we are to feed our children when they are hungry. Next question, is victory a good thing to ask for? Of course, and victory is also a gift, as we were told in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. And on the authority of Jesus' own words, if we ask for this good gift, God will give it more freely than loving parents will feed their children. By the way, we don't even have to incorporate the phrase, if it be thy will, into this prayer request, because the Bible already assures us that it is his will to free us from all sin. If you are asking for some physical gift, such as healing or a better job, we will certainly have to include that phrase in our prayer. We are now prepared to make an observation. Whatever gift or victory over sin you ask for, it will be immediately bestowed. If you do not believe that with your whole heart, then do not pursue this plan any further. If you do believe victory will be yours the moment you ask, then drop on your knees and ask him now calling the sin by name. As you rise from your knees, you will not feel that anything has changed, but your feelings have nothing to do with it. A wonderful thing has happened. The instant you prayed, God placed a mighty reservoir of power into your life. That power is the victory over your sin. You have it now. Some might ask, how can I know the victory has been given? simply because God promised to give it when you asked him. In some cases, God actually removes the taste or desire for the activity, but that is not the usual way he does it. The appetite may remain strong in the majority of those who seek deliverance, but they still have the power from God never to yield to that craving again. The secret is to accept without question that what God promised has indeed taken place. Do you remember how Peter walked on the water? 
Jesus assured him that he could do it, and the big fisherman stepped out of the boat and began to do the impossible. Nobody can walk on water, but Peter did it for a while. How long did he do it? The Bible says the wind and the waves were boisterous, and he became afraid. What was he afraid of? Obviously, of sinking and drowning. But didn't that doubt the word of Jesus? The master had told Peter that he could come to him. In the same way, he has promised to give us the victory as a gift. He invites us to come to him. What should our response be? Whatever our spiritual infirmity, we should step out of the boat and affirm that we have power from God never to yield to that sin again. We can tell anybody or everybody that God has set us free and we no longer are bound by that habit. Our faith will grow as we bear witness to what God has done and also as we constantly thank and praise him for the gift of victory. Paul wrote, Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 11 These are the most important words for those following the faith plan of overcoming. The word reckons means to count it as done. There must be no reservation in considering the sin as dead on the basis of God's promise. Our greatest temptation at this point is to think about the many times we have tried and failed to put this sin out of our lives. Satan will attack our faith by suggesting that we cannot possibly survive without indulging this particular sin and then we are much too weak to give it up. Our greatest test will be to overwhelm and drown that trying argument of the self-nature and focus by faith on God's gift plan of total victory. The final text in claiming deliverance is found in Romans chapter 13 verse 14. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. This lays the final timber in God's foolproof, perfect plan of giving the victory. How can a dead person lay plans to keep sinning? If you knew you will be dead tomorrow morning, would you make any provisions for tomorrow afternoon? If you reckon yourself dead to any sin through the power of the word, it will be a contradiction of nature to act as though the sin was still in control. It will also be a denial of the promise of God. If he says you have the victory, believe it. Now we have clearly before us the uncomplicated scheme of salvation as it has been described in the Bible. The three big steps are sins forgiven, new birth, and obedience. Every child, youth, or adult can take those steps right now and pass from death to life. There is nothing mysterious about coming to Jesus to be saved. Sins are forgiven by meeting the three conditions laid down in the Bible, repentance, confession, and restitution. We have reduced these long words to an equation that most simple can understand. Dear listener, if you haven't entered fully into the joyful relationship with the Lord Jesus, don't hesitate to take the three steps right now. And if there is any confusion about what to do or how to do it, just forget about protocol or procedures and tell the Lord exactly how you feel and what you desire. He will be there to lead you into the most satisfying experience you've ever imagined. Amen. Thank you, listener, for your time. I was your presenter, Ian Musi.
Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. It is always a pleasure to have you. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show through the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, code 00100, And that brings us to the end of the show today. Until next time, when we meet again, right here, I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. God bless you abundantly.
Yeah.